Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you can't get enough of the Mixing Music Podcast and want three times the amount of episodes every week, subscribe to our exclusive content for only $4 a month or $40 a year at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to Mixing Music. I'm your host, DK, and today I'm really, really excited to tell you about my experience at AES 2019 at the Javits Center in New York City. It was so much fun. I got to meet a lot of cool people, get some one-on-one time with some of the OGs, the greats, you know, some people including Jimmy Douglas, Chad Blake, Fab DuPont, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's it was a really good opportunity. I got to meet some really cool people. And I wanted to talk about some of the things that we were able to ask them as an audience um, at the Mix with the Masters booth, as well as some things that I got to talk to one-on-one with them. Um, And maybe even some things that everybody had said, you know, either on stage or one-on-one, and that they all had in common. There was a lot of commonalities, and there's one commonality that I wanted to talk about a little bit later in the episode. But I first want to start off with some of the things that Leslie said. So while I was in the crowd for Leslie's Mix with the Master Sessions, and everybody knows that he's my homeboy, like I went to his session in the south of France, and dude, he's he's a homie. He's really, really tight, and just lo- what a loving character. Like he just is so happy, so loving, so full of compassion, and totally respect that guy. Anyway, he, I asked him the question, so at a higher level, or sorry, at a lower level, it's easier to you know, improve, find ways to improve, reference your mixes and stuff like that. At a higher, more advanced level, how can someone continue to learn and grow efficiently? And basically he said, you know, some of the basic answers, but he also said, the biggest thing that he said is like, yo, sometimes it's not even the music. Sometimes the only thing that's holding you back from growing even more has nothing to do with music. It might be where you're located, where your studio's located. Maybe you're just in your head and you think that you need to improve more. And basically, without even saying it, he said that, you know, after a certain point, you're good enough that sometimes it's not even the music. After a certain point, you don't need to worry about improving your mixes so much as you need to worry about improving maybe your personality, maybe your business, maybe your location, maybe your communication, maybe some of the systems that you use. Sometimes it's not even the music that's holding you back. Sometimes it's not even the mix. And that really kind of opened my eyes and helped me realize that, you know what, sometimes I am just too much in my head. Maybe I am thinking too much in my head. Sometimes we all are, like, struggle with this. And although we always try to find ways to improve, sometimes it's not even the music that we need to improve. So let me ask you a question as a listener. 
what is something that you can do to help you improve? That's maybe not even inside the music world. Like, what is something that you could do with your business right now, with your mentality, with your personality, with the way that you send people mixes, maybe the way that you receive them, maybe that you charge people, maybe what is it that you think that you can work on? Because sometimes it's not even music. I love that. Leslie is the man, the legend. I love that guy so much. The next person that I asked the same kind of question to Jimmy Douglas. I said, how can I approve? How can I improve uh, being an engineer? And he said to me, he said, be around better artists and engineers. Now, that's a really good one. And that one has kind of to do with what Leslie says, that sometimes maybe it's just location, right? But being around better people, um, what you believe is better pe- artists and better engineers. He said, he also talked about how it's way more better, way better for your time, your investment to try to find the best artists and raise them up instead of trying to find people that are already up there. Trying to work with people that are already the best, you know, raise artists and work with engineers that you really trust, that you really believe in, that are going somewhere, you know. And then he also gave a lot of credit to YouTube. How do you go watch YouTube? There's an infinite amount of resources. You can always be learning. Go watch YouTube to learn and get better. It's, you know, it's better than school sometimes, you know. And Jimmy Douglas also said to me on a one-on-one session, I, we were talking and I said that, you know, I just recently switched over to just mostly just mixing. I'm not really tracking anymore. And he, he asked me why and kind of sad. And I said, well, you know, I was tracking for a long time. He's like, yeah, but sometimes you find mix, mixing clients through tracking. Like what if someone really big or someone that you're, you're looking for just needs a tracking engineer and that gets you into the door? You know, you might end up just mixing for them later, but you got to be able to do everything, right? So that got me thinking as well. Maybe I do need to start offering tracking again or at least some portions of it so I can open my net. So really cool time with Jimmy Douglas, really good guy. And I do think that he has a lot um, of experience that we can all learn from. I mean, I think that you should YouTube Jimmy Douglas and hear some of the stuff that he's worked on. It's just absolutely mind-blowing and amazing. Um, Chad Blake. Chad Blake uh, is an amazing character and an amazing engineer all around. Great person. Um, Talk to him for a minute too. One of the biggest takeaways that I learned from Chad Blake is music, he said, music is just a form of communication. And sometimes we lose sight of that as mix engineers, as recording engineers, as master engineers, you know what? Sometimes we lose sight of it. He said, music, I'm going to say it again, music is just a form of communication and we need to get better at communicating. I love this. I say this so much. I say this so often. I say this on almost every episode. I believe that me as a mix engineer, if I had to define my job, it is to enhance the emotional connection between the artist and their audience. That's all we do. And we're just trying to enhance that communication that is going on. I love Chad Blake. I love his stuff. I love his work. And I I love him as a person. He's such a great personality and a great guy to be around. And it is so awesome that he said that, trying to bring people back to what it is. I do want to say a couple things that everybody said, everybody agreed with. It was so interesting to me that all of these, and, and to be fair, a lot of these higher end mixing engineers, they don't get sessions that are crappy. So they don't have to do they don't have to mix as much, you know, I'm I'm doing my quotation marks here, because their records that they're mixing are basically already mixed by the recording engineer, by the producer. So they have a lot less to do because their tracks are usually so I wanna throw that in there, but at the same time the concepts are the same. They they really loved to focus on how simple it is and how much everybody's overthinking it. And you know what? It's not as complicated as you need to make it. 
sometimes we do things in weird ways, you know, and that's just the way that we do things. But most of the time, it's a really simple concept that they're just trying to get across. And it doesn't, there really is, like, they were basically, without saying it, they were saying that they're, we're not supremely better than everybody here. Everybody here is probably really good. And some people might be better than me in some people's eyes, subjectively speaking, you know. But um, the thing is, We've just been doing it so long and we have our way to do it. We've gotten in with the good clients and stuff like that. But the techniques that they're using aren't that complicated. And if, even if they are slightly complicated, the, the overall concepts aren't very complicated. They're just trying to get across the same exact thing. So they were trying to emphasize it's not about the way we do things. It's about the end result that we're feeling. It's, it's If I'm closing my eyes, am I moving my head? Am I getting excited? Is the client feeling the music, right? That's what they were trying to emphasize. And I just love that so much. So the number one thing that everybody said you know, Chad Blake, Fab, Jimmy, Leslie, everybody said this, the, the, um, the Lord Algae brothers, everybody said this was go with the vibe of the track. And sometimes people said it in a way such as like, you know, respect the rough mix. Sometimes the, the speakers, the presenters would say it in a different way, but basically go with the vibe that they're trying to, you know, trying to get when they recorded when they were producing try to find that vibe and enhance that vibe don't change it i think i've said this before but i want to emphasize this again because this is something that every single master from mix with the master said and is very very important the number one, number two thing that almost everybody said in their own words across the board was to stop caring so much you need to stop caring so much. You need to be in your you need to stop being too much in your head. Stop overthinking it. I mean, it's just music, man. I mean, th that's basically the message that they were trying to portray. Like it's just music. Just feel it. It's not a science. We're trying to make people move. And that's you can't make people move through numbers and specific ways, scientific ways of getting there. It's 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 an emotion. It's it's not everything is not always the right way. You know, sometimes Things sound better when it's wrong or when it's off or when it's dirty, you know. Go with the vibe. Go with the emotion. And sometimes we forget about that as engineers as well. Sometimes I find myself a lot of times forgetting about this. I'm getting overcomplicated. I start to think too much about certain things. And I start caring too much. And most of these time, most of these people here that I like got to interview, got to hang out with, they said the same thing. Stop caring so much. It's not that big of a deal. Like, don't strive per, for, for perfection. Strive for what moves people, what's get, what gets people going. You know, and I, I just loved hearing that because sometimes I get caught up in my head and I know some of you listening right now get caught up in your head. It was such a good concept. Now, as far as mixing techniques, did anybody, everybody use the same mixing techniques? I would say no. <laughs> I, nobody used the same mixing techniques, but were the concepts the same? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure... You know, when uh, Chad Blake was talking about his compression techniques, it's, you know, although the technique might exactly be, might not exactly be the same, but the concept was the same, you know, like trying to get it to feel a certain way, trying to get it to move a certain way, trying to get rid of dynamics. The concepts were the same, but, you know, the, uh, the actual personality behind it, the, uh, the actual technique might have been slightly different, um, but the concepts were the same. This is not science what we do. Well, I mean, to a certain degree, it can be perceived as science, but what we do is very emotional, very artistic, and very important to the process of making records, of making songs. People need our skill set, and people need what we want to hear. I think, I think, um, w 
I say this a lot with my, I do a couple mixing seminars locally every once in a while, maybe like once a month or once every two months. And, you know, I live stream, I do my podcasts and I do, I try to release content and give people, you know, do something free for them that they can get back and learn from and add value to their lives. And I think one of the things that I talk about and I've noticed a lot more as I talk to a lot of these other higher end mix engineers is this concept. Why do people pay for us and our time and our skills? It's not for our tools necessarily, not always. It's not always for um, our work ethic. Sometimes it is for our character and our work ethic, but most of the time it's because as mix engineers, when we hear a rough mix, we can hear exactly where it can go. We can, and I could do a whole nother episode on just this topic. When we listen to a rough mix, we can hear the potential that this mix can go. We can hear how good that it can sound. And we, we use all of our tools and our knowledge to get to a point that we already know it can go. You know, we're not experimenting anymore. Some of the more advanced guys, we're not experimenting anymore. We don't need to. I mean, we kind of experiment here and there to learn, but we don't need to experiment as much anymore because we already know. We're trying to figure out how, what tools we need to use, what experimentation we need to use to get to where we can hear it being, you know. So there people are paying us for our ears, for what we can hear and what we believe we can get it to. Um, a beginning engineer, it's ho- so hard to teach this concept to a beginning mix engineer. And if you're a beginner listening to this podcast, this is what I want to teach you. Uh, Chris, R- Chris Lord Algy said this in one of his YouTube videos. He said that I can teach you how to make a snare sound good, but I can't teach you what a good snare sounds like. And I want you to remember this because we as mix engineers and I as a mix engineer and all these huge Grammy winning uh, mix engineers, they can they can teach you the concepts, they can te- teach you their techniques, but they can't teach you what they can hear, what the potential they think that they can bring out of a song. You know, when, when Leslie gets uh, Exo Tour Life from Lil Uzi Vert and he hears Uzi Vert's uh, Rough Mix, which probably didn't sound that great, he gets it and he hears it and he hears what potential that it can go and he uses... his tools to get it to where he believes he can take it. I mean, that's what mixing is. That's why people are paying him to do that. I can't necessarily teach you. I can talk about techniques all day, right? But these techniques isn't what's important. It's about the mindset. It's about why we're doing these techniques. And it's about the end result. So everything that these people had to say, these people had to say at the uh, AES, is about the mindset, why they're doing things, and To be honest, you don't have to get super complicated to get to a certain destination. But the one thing that they cannot teach and nobody will ever be able to teach is what they are able to hear. You know, what what kind of potential, where they believe a song could go. You know, when I I was mixing a song this weekend, um, this last weekend, I was listening to a hip-hop track and I could hear like kind of like that Kanye Lupe kind of sample vibe and I knew exactly where I wanted it to go. I could feel it. Like I was so excited just listening to the rough mix because I knew exactly where the artist was trying to go and I knew exactly where I wanted to take it. And the time and the tools that I used was only a means to get there. And by there, I already had a rough idea of what it was going to sound like. And that rough idea of what I was gonna, what I think it could sound like, I cannot teach to my artists. I cannot teach to you. I cannot teach to any of my students. I cannot teach to anybody, and nobody can teach to anybody else. I can't. You can't read minds. You can't hear what I'm hearing. So, as you learn, as you continue to grow, as you watch these YouTube videos, as you learn from the best of the best, you know, from Mix with the Masters or whatever. 
Um, produce like a pro with Warren here. As you learn from these guys, just remember the tools, the techniques are not important. It is the end result. And the end result is about the feeling, the emotion, and the communication. Music is just another form of communication. And with that, I want to sign off. But real quick, to anybody who has ever left a five-star review on this cha- on this uh, Apple Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, thank you so, so, so much. You have no idea how much it has pushed me into the charts. I think I keep bouncing between top 100 and top 50 podcasts in the world for music. And I just cannot thank you so much. You guys are the reason why I'm able to keep doing this um, and why I'm able to continue to share content. And you're helping me. Um, so if you have not left a five star review, I really encourage you. If you're on, if you're using Apple's um, format player, platform, then please leave a five star like and review. Um, those little words, I read every single one of them. I love exactly, you know, I I love it so much. And you guys help me to continue to do what I do. Another thing that I've always been offering that I offer at the end of every episode, I get three to four emails every single week asking for mixed feedbacks. For the next time being, if you're listening to this, I'm offering free mixed feedbacks. If you have a mix that you want to send to me, send me an mp3 at d-e-e-k-e-i mixes at gmail.com and I will send you back a feedback, you know, some feedback on your mix. Just tell me what you want to hear um, and I will give you some feedback. I'm always doing that for free for my audience, for my people. You know, I love you guys. I'm trying to help you guys and I'm, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you as well. So, I really love giving mixed feedback, and I'm, I'm pretty damn good at giving mixed feedback if I don't say so myself. Um, you know, send me an email. I will get back to you as soon as I can. Sometimes it takes a few days, but I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you so much. Keep mixing. You know, keep hustling. Keep working on your business. Keep working on your craft. Happy mixing, and stay saucy. One, two, three. This episode of Mixing Music with DK has been brought to you by LaunchPod Media. If you want to start a podcast, make sure to start it right with LaunchPod Media. The Mixing Music Podcast is proud to say that we have a lot of free resources outside of the actual podcast. Visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash links to find access to our free PDFs and free resources. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.